Good morning. I'm going to share a story with you that comes from the Enlightening Monks Mercies, the Theragatha. This is the version I'm using. You can kind of get a sense of what it looks like. Um, it's a uh, translation by Kiribat Goda Gyana Nanda Tara, so a monk, probably Sri Lankan monk. And this one um, you can buy on Amazon, um, $9, I think, if you're interested. <coughs> So this is, these are the verses of an enlightened monk named Anuta, and it's a story that happened to him. He, the, it starts out with thieves talking to him, and apparently what happened is that these thieves came and, I suppose, surrounded him, and they said, in the past, we killed people for sacrifice or for wealth. When we caught them, they were very afraid, trembled with fear, and screamed. But amazingly, you don't seem to be scared at all. Your body shines more and more, even in such a fearful situation. How are you not terrified? And Arahant Hadimuta says, Dear leader of the thieves, I live without desires. I don't have any mental pain. Truly, everything that brings fear can be overcome by one who has eradicated all fetters. When one understands the Four Noble Truths fully, all chains of existence break apart. When the burden of defilements is dropped, there is no fear at death. This holy life has been well practiced by me. The way to extinguishing has been well completed. I have no fear at death. For me, death is like the curing of a disease. This holy life has been well lived by me. The way to extinguishing has been well completed. I have seen with wisdom that existence is without any enjoyment. Therefore, in my case, death is like a poison I have vomited. The liberated one who doesn't have any attachment, who has crossed over samsara, and who reached the far shore, delights in the end of life when the time for living has ended. He feels like one released from execution. The one who attained liberation doesn't long for anything in the world. This is a natural law. They're, they are like someone who jumped out of a burning house. They don't grieve at death. Whatever conditioned thing there is in the world, whatever existence there is, 
All of that is out, out of our control. Non-self. So it has been said by the great seer, the Buddha. Whoever understands this, as it was taught by the Buddha, doesn't take hold of any existence. For them, existence appears to be a blazing, heated iron ball. I don't have the thought, I was in the past, nor do I have the thought, I shall be in the future. All conditioned things are changing, so in this case, why should I lament? Dear leader of the thieves, clearly life means a formation of causes and efforts, not causes and effects that give rise to suffering, dependent arising. Clearly, life means the continuity of conditioned things. There is no fear for one who sees this reality. When by developed wisdom one sees this life, it appears to be like grass and a pile of wood to them. They don't gain anything to hold onto it as mine. For such a person, there is nothing to grieve, thinking, oh, I am going to lose what is mine. I have indeed become disenchanted with my body. I don't have anything to do with this existence. This body is nothing but fragile. I don't need another body again. Now, if you have any use for this body, do whatever you want. You can kill me if you want. As a result, I don't have any reason to hate or to love. Hearing the strange words of this liberated monk, the thieves couldn't believe their eyes. They were shocked with hair standing on end. Right there, they threw their swords away and said to the liberated monk, Great sage, who is indeed your teacher? Whose teaching did you hear to live without sorrow like this? Whose path did you enter? And Arahant Anamuta says, My great teacher is someone who has realized everything that should be realized. He is someone who conquered the whole world. He is someone who has great compassion. He is someone who knows everything. That blessed one is my teacher. My great teacher is the superb physician who heals the world with the medicine of Dhamma. The Supreme Buddha taught me the unsurpassed Dhamma, which leads to the destruction of all suffering. I entered that Dhamma path and obtained this sorrowless life. Having heard the Dhamma of the great seer, those thieves threw away their swords and weapons. Some of the thieves stopped stealing completely and became virtuous. Some others became monks and illuminated the Buddha's community of disciples. They became enlightened ones. Having become monks under the guidance of the Buddha, those wise monks developed enlightenment factors and spiritual powers. Meditating with joyful minds, they gained wisdom. Based on developed spiritual faculties, they went beyond cause and effect condition. They attained the supreme bliss of Nirvana. So I thought I'd point out a couple of things in here that might be of use. 
One is that this really is the message of the Buddha. There's nothing in this world worth clinging to. There's nothing to want to come back for. And that's a hard message for a lot of people. But once we take that in, there's no freedom. And I'm not, I'm not sure how to take, I didn't look at other translations, I'm not sure how to take that part where he says, well, if you kill me, there's no reason for me to hate or love. I can get the hate part, but the love part seems to be a natural outcome of awakening. So I'm not quite sure um, how that was said, really, in, in the Pali, so I wouldn't take that part too seriously. But there's actually nothing there, because that's not how I see things unfolding with people who experience awakening. I think it's kind of interesting to imagine the thieves standing there and looking at this monk and seeing his radiance. And, and that it is possible people sometimes do see a glow around someone, even in like they're just an ordinary person talking about the Dhamma or talking about their spiritual experience. And sometimes it can be like a glow just around the head, or sometimes it's a glow around the whole body. Those those images from, I don't know, old paintings where you see halos and glowing around people, that is a real thing. People can see that sometimes. So you kind of get this picture of the thieves, and there's this monk just kind of glowing. Oh, you're going to kill me? Okay. It's all right. I don't know if there are any comments or questions about what's in there, but you'd be welcome to ask if you wish. This might have a little bit of a relationship to it. I'm stuck on habits being what continues on to the next life. How do we disentangle habits from personality? They seem so intertwined. Um, yeah, I mean, when you think about it, what is the personality? I mean, the whole thing here is a collection of causes and conditions and process. And it makes me reflect, it causes me to reflect on some things that I've observed in watching monks like a couple, you know, some people over the last 20 years or so knowing them. Like Ajahn Pasano, he's, he's talking about Referring back to that personality or the um, character type kind of question, Ajahn Pasano is an anger type, aversive type. 
but in the last 20 years, it's just been, and I'm sure it started well before that, so much meta developing. He's such a glowing, kind, compassionate person. So, you know, like, personality doesn't have to, it's not rigid. It can seem rigid, maybe. But <clears throat> this is what changes with insight and training. And, you know, that for one thing, I find that really hopeful for all of us. And when we recognize that there are reasons for us being the way we are, if, if we really knew what this stream of energy or consciousness or whatever we want to call it has been through, if we really knew what other people have experienced over lifetimes, we would have so much compassion. There are reasons why we are the way we are. And we need to really take in that oh, I am as I am. I don't know if you know that French phrase. Probably the only French phrase I know. Je suis consciously. <clears throat> That's just not true. <laughs> we're not just, we're just not just the way we are. It's like all of that's changing. Uncertain. Um, I like the way Ajahn Amaro put it one time, everything is conditioned. Everything is preconditioned and nothing is predetermined. So, what's happening right now is from the conditions of the past and we don't know what's going to be in the future. It's not predetermined. We might be on a direction and we can change that direction. And then it will come out differently. So, habits are interesting to explore. There's a, a book I really like called The Power of Habit. If you want to learn about habits and how they change, um, that's a good one. And of course, it's, it's just written on a more kind of secular level, but you can really kind of get a sense of, you know, why do people sometimes... Excuse me. Why do people sometimes change and other times they don't? And um, it's it's useful to consider. And you know, you already know. You wouldn't be here if you didn't know that there's a way out of this suffering. And so we're on that track. Keep going. <laughs>